One of the keys to having less financial stress in your life, more contentment and more peace in your life is really having an understanding of what enough means to you. So today I'm going to give you some great suggestions to help you answer this question as time goes on throughout your debt-free journey. Now, not only is this going to help you, but this is also a great way to create some really good financial goals for your future, which is really going to lay out a great roadmap as to where you're going and why you're going there. Hey, this is the Debt Free Dad podcast where we are helping normal, everyday people like you take control of their finances so you can live a happier, less stressful life. My name is Brad Nelson, and I will be the host for you on today's episode. So the reason I wanted to cover this on today's episode is learning what enough was really a, a big, huge mindset shift for me when I was getting out of debt. And if I can go back to when I was first starting to even consider I need to do something about this. Nothing ever seemed like it was enough. I was just consuming to consume stuff. And it was always like the next thing was going to make me happy. And when I would get that next thing, it would make me happy for a little bit. And it was always the next thing, right? It was just nothing ever seemed to be enough. There was just a lot of mindless spending. And it, it was just this constant rat race of chasing after the next thing. The more money I made, the more money I would spend, but not necessarily always in cash. I went further into debt, bigger credit card payments and going further into debt to afford things ultimately that I didn't really need, but just felt like those were the things that were going to make me happy. And crazy enough, when I first started getting out of debt, one of the things that we talk about on our podcast is coming up with a why or purpose. Like, why do you really want to get out of debt? What's the reason? And one of my goals, believe it or not, and I shake my head at this, but one of my goals was to keep spending. My goal was not to stop spending after I got out of debt. I just wanted to use cash, which I guess at the end of the day was better than using debt, right? But I still had this huge consumption mindset and this not enough mentality that I just needed bigger and better. And that was my mentality when I first started getting out of debt. So even then, when I go back to those early stages of starting to do a lot of the same things that we talk about on this podcast, I still had this mentality of it's not enough. I need something bigger and better. But here is what happened as I got out of debt. My entire mindset changed about stuff, which I did not expect. Now, obviously, when you want to get out of debt, you have to cut back on some spending. Money was tight. I didn't really have much of a choice. So if I wanted to build an emergency fund or if I wanted to uh, pay off my credit card debt, or if I wanted to make headway on paying off my car loans and things like that, you had to cut back on some areas. Now, I didn't have to cut back on everything, but I had to cut back on a lot of stuff. The reality is, though, as I cut back on that stuff and as time went on and as my finances began to improve, I started to realize I didn't really miss any of the things that I started to cut out, which was eye-opening to me. And I think that was where it was the beginning stages of me really changing my mindset about consumption. And the things that I was bringing into my life. Because as I was going further along on my journey, as I was willing to make sacrifices to get there, I was starting to experience a lot less financial stress in my life. I had more money in the bank. When emergencies happened, it was no longer a crisis anymore because I had an emergency fund savings. I was working hard on paying down my debt. And it seemed like the further I was going down this road, the better my finances were getting. And it just felt really good. And I started to see that all of this stuff up until then that I was bringing into my life that really wasn't serving any purpose besides just 
feeding some emotional spending habits in the moment. That stuff was robbing me of a lot of the peace in my life, and it was actually adding on a ton of stress on my finances. And again, as I continued to work down this path of getting out of debt, I I started to realize the less stuff I'm consuming, the better I feel. Like I'm feeling more and more free as I do this. Now, you may or may not know, depending on how long you've been listening to my podcast, but uh, I lost my uh, wife to suicide coming up on about a year and at the time of this recording. And part of the grueling process of loss and grief, and obviously there's a lot of parts to it, but one of the things that you have to do as a their surviving spouse is you've got to go through all of your loved one's belongings. You got to go through and figure out what you're going to keep, what you're going to donate, and what you're just going to throw away in the trash. And what really stuck out to me after Sarah's life was over and as I'm going through the process of going through all of her belongings it started to really hit me that, man, stuff is just not that important when you're gone. You know, so much of her things were either donated or thrown out. I did keep some things, obviously, for uh, my daughter as remembrance and a lot of the things that she wrote about and books that she read and just things that Sarah had that were close to her. I wanted my daughter to have those. So she had a really good understanding of who her mother was and what she was all about. And I think those are some really good things to keep for your kids. And But there was a lot of other things that just were unimportant, just things that she had in her life over the years, maybe that she was using, but a lot of the stuff she hadn't been using for quite some time, and it just sat there. It really started to get me to open up my mindset about things. It's amazing how much time and energy and stress we put on ourselves and on our finances for just a bunch of stuff that we're chasing after. We're chasing after the next purchase, the next bigger thing, the next thing that's going to make us happy. And soon you start looking around your house and you have all of these things. There was a statistic I read recently that said the average household has upwards of 300,000 items in it, which is an astonishing statistic when you think about it. You go through your closets and you go through your garage or your attics or your basements and, and you start looking at all of the things that you have. And here we are still feeling like it's not enough. And I see this chase or sense of not enough in a lot of the people that I've helped over the years, not only in my own life, but also in a lot of the people that I've been fortunate to help save and pay off tens of millions of dollars. But the cool part is once you can get a handle on your spending, once you can determine what enough is for you and what's really going to make you feel good about your finances, it can really make a huge difference in your contentment, your spending habits, the things that you're bringing into your life and really is going to give you a sense of peace and calm because you're not going to have this anxiety of always looking, what's the next thing that we need to get? What's the next thing that we need to have? When you actually start focusing on all that you already have instead of everything that you don't, it's amazing just how much less stress that you have, how much more peace you're going to have in your life and really ultimately how much your finances are going to improve because your spending habits are going to get better. So next, I just want to share a couple of ideas with you guys, some things that have helped me, some questions that I've asked myself over the years, even questions that I still continue to ask myself, especially as my life has dramatically changed over this past year with the passing of my wife, Sarah, and really having to start over in my life and and figure out where do I go from here? What do I want for myself? What do I want for my kids? What does this new life have in store for us? And a lot of these questions I've began to really evaluate again, because it is like a rebirth almost in a way, because The life that I was once living is no longer there. It is to some extent, but the majority of it has also come to an end. And I have to look to 
a new beginning and a new start. And a lot of these things I have been considering myself, especially over these last three or four months of the end of 2023 and as we go into the new year of 2024, of really looking at, okay, what do I want to do next? And, and what does this next stage look like for me? And what does enough look like for me? What does that life mean now? And so I want to go through some of these. And again, this is not meant to be an exhaustive list, but it's hopefully to get you thinking about this question of what enough can mean to you and what does that really look like? So first, I just want to mention, you can't replace the journey of getting out of debt with just answering a few questions. What I mean is that there is so much you will learn about yourself as you get out of debt. I see this all the time with our members. It's amazing. In just a short period of time, three to six months, sometimes a year, people will come back to me and say, Brad, I, I cannot believe just how much my financial mindset, my life, my relationships, my parenting, just I, I can't believe how much I've upgraded my life altogether just by working on my money. And I what I want to I just want to I want to say that because the journey is just so valuable in getting out of debt. You're going to learn so much about yourself. You're going to really learn about the life that you really want to live, the life that you want to create. You're going to create the separation of yourself from everybody else. And, and you're going to say, this is my life. This is the life that I want to live. And you're going to take pride in that and say, you know what, no matter what anybody thinks about it, this is what I'm going to do because this is what makes me feel good. And this is the life that I want to lead. And I, there's nothing I can do to you today to, re, to replace that journey. You have to go on that journey on your own to learn those things about yourself. And we all go on that journey. That's one of the cool things about this podcast is when we have our group get together and the five of us are on the Deaf Free Dead podcast or when we bring on guests, we all have our own journey. We all have our own experiences of getting out of debt, things that we've learned about ourselves, things that we've learned about our relationships. And you're going to experience a lot of those things too. And that's where the real benefit of getting out of debt comes from. Yes, the numbers are great. The savings are great. Getting out of debt is great. More money in your checking account every month is great. But it's all of the other benefits that come with it from going on the journey. Second, I really want you to work on, as time goes on, especially uh, as you start working on your finances, is work on disconnecting yourself from everybody else and what the world thinks enough looks like. If you spend your time listening to marketing and advertising of stuff, if you spend a lot of time on social media and all the advertising you see there, if you spend a lot of time following and listening to what your friends and family and coworkers are doing with their money and the latest things that they're buying, you will always feel like it's never enough and that you are feeling this sense that I have to keep up with everybody else. And the reality is, is that if you really ever want true financial freedom, you've got to get to the point where you don't care what anybody else thinks, and you're not swayed or manipulated by what other people are doing because you are solid in your plan and nothing is going to change that. You got to get to that boundary. You have to set that boundary in your life that this is the life I want to lead. Yes, these people over here are doing these things and that's great for them, but me over here, I'm going to stay in my lane because these are the things that I want. And if you don't do that, your, your finances are constantly going to be sabotaged by other people's dreams, other people's spending habits, and you'll never really get to where you want to go. So you got to break away and disconnect yourself from what other people are doing. Now, I'm not saying you got to leave your friends and your family. You can never talk to anybody again, but you have to set clear boundaries. And sometimes that means that you're going to have to say no to things. And sometimes people are going to get disappointed. And sometimes you're going to have some uncomfortable situations. We've all gone through that. We've talked about that on this podcast many times. 
but it's critical that you make that separation. One of my favorite quotes from Morgan Household in the psychology of money. And by the way, if you have not, if you're looking for a finance book, one of the one of probably one of my favorite personal finance books out there, Psychology of Money, Morgan Household. And the quote says, one of the most powerful ways to increase your savings isn't to raise your income, it's to raise your humility. People with enduring personal finance success, not necessarily those with high incomes, tend to have a propensity to not give a damn what other people think of them. And it's that last part that's the most important part I want you to hear. People tend to have a propensity that are good at personal finances and managing their money to not give a damn what other people think about them. So again, I want you to take that and implement it into your own life because the more you can separate yourself from other people and the more you can focus on your own plan, the better your finances are going to get. And I see it time and time again. The next area I want you to focus on is just begin by painting a picture of your personal idea of what enough looks like. So what does enough mean? What's going to make you happy? What's going to make you secure? What's going to make you feel good? What's going to make you get up in the morning and say, I'm really excited about life today. And again, we can talk about this from a general life standpoint, but I'm focusing more on the financial side of things, right? When you wake up in the morning, the last thing you're worried about is money. It's debt. You get to now use money as a tool to help you live the life that you want to live. Some of the questions I want you to consider as you consider what enough looks like. Number one, what kinds of things bring you joy? Really spend some time and think about this. And by the way, this is not meant to be a list of questions that you do in just 10, 15 minutes and you're done. I really want you to think about these questions. What really brings you joy? What makes you happy? Does your work make you happy? If not, what kind of work would make you happy? Do you have hobbies that make you happy? Are there things that you do around the house that make you happy? Is it working out that makes you happy? What really brings you joy? Okay, figure out what those things are. Next, I want you to think about what are the essentials that you cannot go without? Because obviously there are things that all of us cannot go without, right? And for everyone, that's going to be a different list. So I want you to consider what can you not go without in your life? So make a list. And hopefully if you've been listening to our podcast long enough, or if you haven't, we obviously suggest having a budget. Go back, look at the last three to six months of your expenses, figure out where your money's going. What are the things that you cannot go without in your life? Make sure you have a list of what those things are. Because we have to fund these. We need them in our life. We cannot cut them out. And then once you do that, I want you to ask the question, what could you happily live without? And I love that. Happily live without, right? Not be crabby that you're living without it, but just happily living without it. Consider what are things that I frequently throw away in the trash? Or maybe you're someone like me who loves to declutter. And by the way, I've decluttered my house so much, I don't have much left. Maybe someone can call me and I'll come to your house and help you out, right? <laughs> but what are some things that you frequently throw in the trash? Or maybe what are some things that you frequently are donating? What are things that you're frequently looking to get rid of? Or maybe you're looking around your house. Maybe you haven't done that. Maybe you're just seeing, man, there's a lot of stuff I need to get rid of. Maybe I need to get some stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Are you seeing a commonality here? Is it clothing? Is it cookware? Is it tools, right? Is it fishing stuff? Like no matter what, what kind of a life have you accumulated over the years? And what of those things do you have in excess that you're really not even using, but you're continuously spending money on and throwing money away? The other thing is when you go through your life and you're, you're starting to look at your finances, a good question is where do you see a lot of wasteful spending on things that you don't need? One of the first things we want you to do is go back and look at the last three to six months of your expenses. Figure out where all your money's been going whether it's credit cards, 
whether it's you're using apps like PayPal, Cash App, Venmo, things like that, whether it's your bank account, whether it's cash, whatever you're spending. What are the wasteful areas in your life? And then when you start looking at what brings me joy, what things make me happy, what does enough look like to me? You can now compare that list and say, okay, is the stuff that I'm spending my money on helping me reach what enough looks like for me? Is it helping me reach whatever I say is a joyful life for myself? This is an easy way to create a buying filter for your life because if it doesn't help you or push you to that life that you want to live, these are easy things just to say, you know what? I have no room for this in my life anymore and I'm going to cut you out. But if you don't have any mindfulness in any of this, if you're not being intentional with your money as a tool, it's easy just to waste money. There was a meme going around and I like to mention this one because it's such an eye opener when you think about it. How do you waste $10,000 a year? And the reality is it only takes about $27 and some change per day to waste $10,000 per year. So $27 and some change per day to waste that 10 grand a year. So what we would want you to do is go look for that $27 and some change. What are you spending your money on? And maybe for you, it's a different number, right? But what are you spending your money on that's not pushing you towards the life that you want to live? Let's talk a little bit about wants. If your wants diminished, Say you had less wants. Say you start to realize like a lot of things that I want, they're just not really helping me get to where I want to go. I want them, but I don't need them. And you start to say, okay, do I need to bring these things in my life? No. So the less spending you have, could you say scale back on work? Could you even say maybe take a pay cut and work at a job you love rather than a job that you either just, you really can't stand to pay bills that you barely can afford. So Really evaluate what are the things that I'm bringing into my life versus the time I'm spending to try to acquire them. Is it worth the trade-off? And then lastly, I want you to really consider the income that is necessary to sustain the lifestyle that you do want to live. I know that this is a hard question because when you start looking at what you truly think is enough, what you truly want in your life, you might see somewhat of a gap there of what you currently make versus what you need to live the life that you want. That's not meant to scare you. It's just meant to say, what are some things that we could do to get there? Maybe it's picking up a second job, maybe more work. Maybe it's just reducing your lifestyle a little bit. Maybe it's reducing your spending. Could be a multiple different ways of getting there and closing that gap a little bit further to make that income work for the life that you want to live. And once you have some answers to some of these questions, you can then start to look at your numbers, look at your budget, look at your income. And create a plan that revolves around the idea of what enough means to you. That way you can spend more of your time being content, more of your time at peace, more of your time with less stress because you're not constantly feeling that you have to chase after the next thing. You're not constantly swayed or manipulated by marketing and advertising that you need the latest and greatest whatever they're selling because your stuff either isn't good enough or it's old and needs to be replaced. It's easy to start filtering a lot of that silly messaging out there once you have a true meaning of what enough means to you. But if you don't ever establish that, your emotions will constantly be manipulated that you don't feel like you have enough or it's not enough. And that's what we're trying to get away from. So we got to quit stressing about constantly going after more and thinking more stuff will magically make us happier. It's amazing to us how we get stuck in this rut and we keep repeating that cycle over and over again. What we really need to do is tune into what lights up our life and figure out ways to make a real impact in the life that we want to live. 
So my call to action for you guys today is it's time to break free from the money and stuff grind and not let it control you this coming year. Your money is a tool. And if managed right, it can help you live the life that you guys really want to live.